0: To the Grove Podcast. I'm Sherita Harkness, and I've been a Grove Girl since 2016. I have been so blessed by the release of the Summer Series podcasts. Hopefully you have too, as we've been led through Psalm 84 with a heart turned towards the Grove Conference. If you're just joining us, be sure to take a listen to the previous episodes. There's a trove of rich content for you to enjoy. Throughout this series, we've invited women that we believe embody the grace and poise to cover different verses. In today's conversation, Amy Groschel, wife to Craig Groschel, the founder and pastor of Life Church, sits down with Grove regular author, wife, and mother, Mrs. Hannah Brincher, to navigate the question why should we even gather in this post pandemic society? Together, these wise women speak to the heart of Psalm 84, rooted in verse 10, to find that we truly are better together and that there is more for us as believers in community. So if you're ready, let's join the conversation.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Grove Podcast. My name is Hannah Brencher, and I'm so excited to be here and having this conversation with our friend, Pastor Amy. We are coming around this topic of why we
2: gather. So thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Hannah. Gosh, it is an honor, sincerely, and I'm so glad to get acquainted with you. Um, I love all things Grove Girls. I love Passion Church, and and I'm just thankful that this podcast exists also. I
1: love it. And we couldn't We couldn't think of a more perfect person to have this conversation around community and, and why we come together, especially after the last few years that we've been through. And so I just want to let anybody know who is listening. Over the last few weeks, we have been in Psalm 84. And so if you haven't gotten to listen to the earlier messages, I encourage you to go back when, you know, you're driving in the car, you're cleaning, whatever you're doing, there's so much wisdom to soak in, in those messages. But we've been planted in Psalm 84. We've been breaking it down week by week. And today we're in verse 10. So I'm going to read verse 10 to us, and then we're just going to dive right in. So verse 10 says, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. So for anyone who's not familiar with Psalm 84, this psalm is actually, it's a pilgrimage song, and it was sung by this group called the Korahites, and they're described as doorkeepers in the tabernacle throughout the book of Chronicles. So if you want to learn more about the Korahites, you can head over to Chronicles, you can... You know, learn all about him. But it's something that they would sing as they traveled to Jerusalem and prepared to worship at the temple together. And the purpose of singing this psalm was so that they could stir up delight in the privilege of being able to step into God's house to meet with God, but also to be present praising with god's people and so Mm -hmm. there's this real emphasis on community here and so amy i just wanted you to kick us off with just talking about from your viewpoint the importance of why we gather together
2: that's so good um man i love psalms 84 it's so rich and it does give such a um soulful longing for desiring god um and the gathering that's so important. And the part that really jumps out to me in this verse 10 is that it's better. Mm -hmm. It is more blessed and better when we gather together in the name of Jesus. It's uh, scripture talks about it all over, Old and New Testament, how we're better together. And um, another part of this that I love is in, um, in this verse is that it says, I'd rather be here. I'd rather be a doorkeeper, mm. which is uh, really one of the lesser jobs. I'd rather just stand at the door in God's house mm. and not even have the the fellowship of entering in to, for, and enjoying my seat, and, if you will, and, and uh, taking on. The full experience. I'd rather just stand at the door. It's better here. I'd rather be here than anywhere else for a thousand years (laughs) of time. Just one day to experience life and community with my family, the family and the people of God in the presence of God is such a blessing. And I mean, that's what we're going to talk about is the blessing of how blessed and better it is when we gather together in worship. Mm, so good. And so I feel like we need this refresher
1: for this time because yeah. we're coming off of, you know, two, two and a half years. I don't know however long COVID time has been of just being yeah. at home and being isolated. Yeah. And, you know, I'm an introvert. So there was a yeah. period of time where I was like, oh, it's great to not have to leave my house, you know, but. I found myself realizing, like, I need people, like, we need people, and we need to gather in these ways and praise God. And so what would you say to that period that we're in of, you know, going from being really isolated to, like, now having the chance to gather again together?
2: Yes, I agree with you. As a fellow introvert, um, it's nice for a little bit, and, you know, and, and it takes really stepping out what we feel safe when we're just with the, our few people. Hmm. And, um, but yes, these last few years have taught us, I think so much. We didn't realize what we had until yeah. it was, it was removed and we had to go online. And, and now we just have discovered like, you know, gathering in, in physical presence has a unique specialness and power to it that that digital, as good as it is, cannot uh, could never have, mm. and that we can physically uh, touch, you know, hug one another, embrace one another, and engage with one another, where there's not all the glitches and such. But we are able to now see, like our our family has experienced at our church, so many examples of people that have. Uh, not been engaged, they, they stopped gathering, they mm-hmm. just went online or they stopped church altogether, that once they do enter back in to a, um, a gathering of church, the testimonies over and over and over again is that people just begin crying. They're just weeping because of uh, the experience of the presence of God as we gather together, two or three gathered in His name, God is there in a unique way in our midst, even though he's always residing in us through the Holy Spirit. There's a unique presence of God that we can experience no other way than in that gathering. So um, it's been a powerful experience to to have missed that and then step into it. And God didn't waste those mm-hmm. those uh, these last several years. Yes. He's used it for good. And this is one of the ways. That we wake up and we realize how much we need each other
1: totally it's like one of those things where it's like you don't really realize what you have until you don't have it anymore and as yeah. i was preparing for this i you know i was doing my devotional and um it's kind of like a devotional book of different passages from henry Nowen. and i read this and i was like this is so perfect for what we're discussing today he says your growth cannot take place without growth in others you are a part of the body when you change, the whole body changes. It is very important for you to remain deeply connected with the larger community to which you belong. And I think sometimes we forget that, you know, we we forget that body and that we're a part of that body and we have a role to play within that. And so taking it just one step deeper, you know, because, you know, these sons of Korah, like they were going to the tabernacle to worship. So it's not even just we're gathering together or we're doing a potluck together. Mm -hmm. It is what a privilege to get to worship together. Can you talk for a moment just on the importance of worshiping God as a body of believers? Wow. Um,
2: You know, there's um, an illustration that my friend gave me yesterday talking about timing and she didn't know that this podcast was happening, but she started sharing about how as we are each a light for for Christ, the light of the world lives in us. One light by itself is powerful in in engaging the darkness and in, in illuminating darkness. But when you combine us as little lights you know, and laser that in, all of us together, worshiping together, there's, there's that brightness experience that just is so compounding, right? And I just, when she told me that, I thought, wow, that's just so powerful that um, when we worship together, we're experiencing the presence of God together. And there is a uniqueness about that, that we couldn't have when we're just worshiping alone, Mm. there's something important about the growth and the experience of, of worship together, that the Lord doesn't want to just lead us along on an individual path, but take us somewhere as the church, the body corporately. And so when we worship together, we get the unity that's, that's there, the mind, the the sameness of mind, the sameness of spirit—that um, the New Testament talks so much about, like Jesus's prayer in John 17, that we would be one and have the same mind. In fact, First Peter 3:8 says, "Finally, all of you be like-minded." And then there's Romans 12:10 says, "Finally, all of you be like-minded." Hmm. So Peter and Paul telling us. Be like-minded. We know we have the same one spirit, the same baptism, same faith. And when we worship together, we are singing the same songs together. We're hearing the same messages together. So our minds are becoming like-minded on the same mission, um, having the same growth journey of course individualized as the holy spirit speaks a word to us but that's important because if we if we did everything separate if we worshipped separately how could we grow in like-mindedness in the way that we could grow together when we're when we're gathered mm,
1: i don't know like i've been sitting in this psalm um, and doing research and just kind of preparing for this and like my mind went right back to um earlier in the psalm where it says here, my soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. And so it's like, if you were listening to the Grove podcast a few weeks ago, Courtney and CC, they touched on this idea of like having that desire for God and that appetite for God. And, and that's kind of what I've been meditating on is that this isn't just like a liking. It's not even just a loving, like it is a appetite for God. And I wanted yeah. to ask you this question, and maybe I'm asking for myself or for somebody else. But I think sometimes, especially in like worship, sometimes I can just feel like I'm going through the motions. You know, like I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to look at the timer in the back, or like worship is running a little long. Like I'm just being honest here, and that's yeah. not a posture I don't in my like heart. That song, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And <laughs> it's not a posture that I want to have, but like. For the person that is feeling like, yeah, like I don't have that longing, but I want to increase my appetite for God when it comes to worship, mm. what would you say
2: to them? Yeah, I'd say you just need to step in and do it. And uh, I mean, I get the distractions and everything, and I I do think when it comes to the worship set that it's so good to just forget about everyone around you and. Wherever you are in your heart, it's it's such a great time to pray and express where you are. Mm. Just telling God, maybe you're you're telling him you are distracted right now. Or maybe this isn't your favorite song. And so you just begin to pray. You just begin to say, I love you, Lord. And so whatever it is that's taking, you know, close your eyes, whatever it is that's distracting you from engaging in the presence of God, which is, you know, the fullness of joy and and all delight. Take those distractions away um, with with some tool like that, like close your eyes, like pray. And if you don't want to sing that that particular song, and you know what, if you're worried about how long things are going, you're tired, feel have the freedom to sit down. Um, But I I love. I thought we were just focusing on verse ten, but I love that you're kind of um, looking at this full context of Psalms 84 and. As I was looking at the full text, uh, I really love verses four through seven that say, "Blessed." Are, I'm reading NIV. Blessed are those who dwell in your house; they are ever praising you. Because mm-hmm. when we get before God and and really get to focus on Him, you can't help but when you look to him, begin to praise him. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage, basically set yeah. on pursuing God. And as they pass through Baca, there, were the Valley of weeping. It becomes this place of springs of refreshment. The autumn rains cover it with pools and they go from strength to strength, which was the last episode that I listened to. And till each person appears before God in Zion. Um, There's so much richness in that, but I just wanted to say that those verses were ministering to me, especially that whatever circumstance we find ourselves in, that when we enter into a gathering of worship, if you're in that valley of weeping or You're rejoicing like we we get together and we get to rejoice in the Lord or rejoice with those who are rejoicing. And we've been mourned with those who are Mm. who are grieving. Um, We get to experience those things together because hopefully we're not just looking to the Lord, but together as a family, we're looking around and we're praying and asking God to show us um, ways that we can step in and have a next step of of um, ministry to the people that are around us, because our doing good is, of course, to the whole world. But as the scripture says, it's especially important to do good for those in the family of God. So we have to be around each other and know each other anyway. So that's getting off track from the worship side of it. But um, it's, it's powerful to worship together, just to hear the voices is such a beautiful thing. Unity has been attacked as well as our gathering, right? Mm. In these last several years, the enemy has really tried to divide us. And so one way that we can actively come against that attack is to step in and engage and love, love the body of Christ, serve yes. the body of Christ. Even those that are um, thinking differently than you, we need to focus on the cross and on the, uh, the gospel and the mission and worship and see, um, that, that song that we sing of praise that Mm -hmm. Jesus be exalted above all the things that, um, that maybe we've thought were mistakenly thought were more important. You know, Mm -hmm. we lost sight, we got off track. We thought, um, some political idea was more important. Some, you know, some virus in our ideas about how to go about, um, walking through this journey has was more important in the name of Jesus yeah. and, the, and that we be one. Um, that's what's more important, and we have to fight for that.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that was Jesus's whole mission on earth. You know, He was surrounded by people. He was with people. And I think especially as you were talking about, you know, like in those times of mourning and those times of weeping, like, I know I've been through some of those seasons, and that little voice in your head wants to say, like, No, isolate yourself, you know, like you don't, like you, you're too tired to like go and be around people today, but like that body of believers, like that privilege of people getting to come around you. And I always say like, people don't know how to show up for you if you don't tell them where you Mm -hmm. are.
2: And so opening up Mm -hmm. to people and saying, this is where I am on the map. Right. Right. And our life church, our, our girlfriend gathering sisters is happening this uh, this fall as well. And I'm so excited for it. Our team, as we plan, um, one of our big wins beyond the actual event is that they get connected into community mm. because, um, the event is, um, and I'm so thankful that you guys, um, are launching this and praise God for the 10 years of Grove. The event in itself to me, I think is always just a catalyst moment, to, to launch us together further and we've just come up with kind of a, a new tagline um, for for what we're doing as a girls ministry and and it fits so perfectly with this that we gather together and we grow together mm. and we go together so gather grow and go and that's how, um, that's how it's mapped out in the New Testament. The gathering is so important. Don't forsake it. Mm-hmm. We grow there. We get sharpened there. We need each other, and we get to minister and, and carry one another's burdens there. And then we get to go on mission together and what the things that God calls us to do. We can't do it alone. Um, scripture shows us that all the time. Ecclesiastes it gives us such a practical insight that, that two are always better than one, right? Yep. Um, we have a we have such a great return when we go together
1: Mm. i love that and like i feel like it's coming at the perfect time like as this podcast is coming out which will be in august um you know august september like those are the months of like new beginnings i feel like all the back-to-school stuff is in target and People are going off to college and maybe moving to a new city. And I, I remember like eight years ago, I uprooted my life and I moved to Atlanta and immediately awesome. got plugged into the church. But I think about that that woman that is going through that transition right now and is like gearing up for maybe a new city or a new college and like maybe feeling a little bit discouraged, deflated, or like, how, how am I going to do this? Like, how do I, you know, walk into a church where I don't know everybody and like, those hugs aren't familiar. And so like, in this moment, could you speak directly to that woman? Because I know that she's listening. Like, what do you want to say to her? And what do you want to make sure that she
2: hears? Yeah, that's so good. Um, Now is the time. Mm. And I've been there. I've needed community. And there's that old adage of want a friend, be a friend. And praise God that church is a place. To find community, but we, but it's it's never just on somebody else to create that for us. We try to provide opportunities, but it's just now's the time. Take the step. If you if you can't find the group, be the group, uh, be the host, form the group. And um, I've I I am not naturally a gatherer like um, some of my girlfriends are, but when I've needed community and the community wasn't coming, sometimes I just was like okay, Lord, show me, and I and I began to to gather community around me, mm-hmm. um, and and start Bible studies and start play groups and small groups and and instead um, of just waiting around to be invited, yep, and the so now's the time, yeah, now's the time. Begin to pray. That that's a, you know, of course, a very key component in it. All of the uh, strategic relationships that God wants you to have, there they are why you need to pray specifically for God to just identify what those relationships and groups are and, and pray. If you, if those aren't in your life, pray that God would reveal and, and provide for those um, unique groups and encounters. But the, ga- the big gatherings are the place to where you get to find just that a a mass of of girls and Mm. where you can see how God will connect and, and you can network together and find your people shout out to Jenny Allen that find your people. This, this is the time, Hannah, I agree with you. Like no more separating, isolating, social distancing, um, in the sense of all things and wisdom, right? Mm. Um, we don't want to be reckless, but we've learned that that didn't serve us well to, um, yeah. to stay isolated yep. and and not stay in community and so um even if it's again praise god for digital even if it's in the digital form but as soon as you can move out of digital you know yeah i love meeting you know staff meetings on teams that's convenient i get to stay at home and in my comfortable clothes but you know When you got back in the room, wasn't it better? You didn't have to wait. Oh, that person just got frozen on the screen or. No. Yeah.
1: And especially that idea of the big gathering, like as you were talking about, like, what do you think makes something like the Grove Conference so special as a, as a gathering specifically for women, you know, for the women.
2: Right. There's, I've thought about this a lot over the years. Um, because why just gather as women, mm, but there yeah. is something about getting with your people, your people, you know, girlfriends together and it just, you can let the guard down, right? Mm, yeah. You're, you really can just relax and, and, and girl voices for one worshiping together. That's beautiful. But I just feel like that's a big part is that we just kind of go, okay, I feel I feel I'm here with a sisterhood. A sisterhood yeah. and that's just really special. And you do just think okay eventually maybe not initially you don't let your guard down but as the night goes on as the day goes on you just begin to go okay I I'm ready to open up here. I'm ready to be myself here. I feel safe here. I feel family here. And really when when you are a follower of Jesus that's the beautiful thing is when we gather it's family reunion and mm. family reunions are beautiful, right? Yeah. And that's the thing is that when when Grove Conference happens and I just cannot wait, you're you're gathering as family, as sisterhood and God is going to meet us there to, to do a work individually, but corporately And to, I mean, God's always working in multifaceted ways. And so there's just so many reasons to not miss out. And my heart is huge for this because, again, for our events at Live Church with Sisters, I don't want anybody to miss out. And it's not because I need them to, you know, hear any specific message per se, or it's everything. It's for all the better reasons that we can gather together to grow together, to go together, that we are better together and let's do this and move as a sisterhood together is so important that I don't want to leave anybody behind. Because if you miss a family reunion, not just a family reunion, maybe you don't like your family reunions. How about just the family gathering? If somebody's missing at that table, the Bible says in the body, we are indispensable parts, and when people are missing at the table, there is a huge dynamic that's missed. Mm-hmm. And so, don't be missing at this table, at this seat. We you, we need you there because you are um, you have a part to play, and we need you to come along with all the other girls. So it's it's huge. Yeah. And don't believe that
1: lie that you don't belong at the table. You know, there's not enough room at the table. It's like, I always liken it to kind of like a dinner party where it's like, you know, I don't know if you've ever been one of those dinner parties where they like set out, like they send out the spreadsheet, the Excel sheet in advance. So everybody can kind of plug in <laughs> what they're bringing. But you know, like my go-to dish is usually bacon wrap dates. It's like one of the few things I know how to make, oh but you know, Mm -hmm. if I were to put that on the list and then you came into the Excel sheet and you were like, oh, she's making bacon wrap dates, like you wouldn't then think like, oh, I should make them too. You know, like we don't need a table (laughs) full of just one thing. We need everybody to come to the table and bring their giftings. And so it's great. It's a lie from the enemy that like you don't belong at the table. Like you are invited. This is the invitation. Yeah, it's great. So we have the Grove Conference coming up in September. And as body believers, we're going to get to gather. We're going to get to spend time with one another. It's going to be amazing. Just to close out, how do you think that we can be expectant in our coming together in his
2: courts and serving together in his house? That's a great question. I think it is important to not just have it in your calendar and, oh, yeah, what am I going to wear? And then show up. And not be sure not to miss it. It is really important that you join all those who are already praying on this beautiful growth mm. team. Pray for this event, and and then also pray how God wants to um, to use you. Who can you invite? That is so important. It's interesting how, um, as we talked about the uniqueness of a girl conference, that there's somehow it's just the time. Like maybe you've never invited anybody or too often to, to church on the weekends. But all of a sudden this girl thing feels different and, it's, and it sounds different for that invite. And I can't believe how many times there's invites that of people that are coming to our, a gathering that our church has hosted with girls for the very first time. They've never been to anything else. And they come because it's a girls' night. It's a girls' event. Mm. It's a girls' conference. And so it's a wonderful invite opportunity and praying and being expectant about how God might speak to you for that invite is huge, as well as, God, what do you want to say to me? And and just praying overall for everything that goes on at the event. Because, you know, um, it's with our spiritual adversary. The enemy doesn't like when we gather. He doesn't like when we're unified. He doesn't like these events. Yeah. So we need... To be praying for them, just as you maybe put a reminder in your phone, pray for grow Conference. And then it's just like, Lord, who can I invite? Lord, um, how do you want to move in me? And bless this event and all the planning of it.
1: Amazing. Well, this has been such a wonderful conversation, and I want to stay in that vein of prayer. I don't want to move away from it. Um, Would you do the honor of, of praying us out of this conversation?
2: Absolutely. I'd be honored to, Hannah. Father, um, we thank you for the body of Christ and the freedom that we have to gather in your name, and um, and the joy that it is, Lord. It is so good. I I love when we enter in together to a place of worship that we begin to experience healing and wholeness and freedom because you are there in a unique way you're with us there inhabiting our praises speaking to us as one as one body and so father i pray you'd stir up the hearts of those that are listening to this that you would um just give them um, a resolve father that they know that they must gather, they must attend, they must do their part to not neglect um, what you are providing through your church. We, You're providing one another. You've given us one another. So Father, I pray they would step into that in all the unique ways that, that you show them. And Father, we do pray that you would draw hearts to this Grove Conference and that you would begin to um, just stir us up to put people's names in our hearts and line and give us um, just even the stranger that we come across to invite, because we know that you want to bring salvation at this Grove Conference. You want to bring freedom. You want to bring unity. Father, you want to bring healing. You want to bring spiritual growth. In strength, where our roots go even deeper so that we can do even more together for your glory, Father. We pray it would be done, and Lord, we know that all things are possible. And so we just say, Lord, do more than we could ask or pray right now Mm -hmm. through Grove Conference, uh, through us, your church, for your name to be glorified, Father, for, yes, such a time as this. We embrace it. We embrace who we are as your daughters as our sisterhood father and father we um we embrace it and we say yes and amen we are available um we will gather together and we will glorify you and we will um joyfully be sent in your name we pray these things in the name of jesus amen amen Like ready to go run some laps. Thank you so much. I, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for you guys to to uh, have this amazing event. I really do praise God for um, for your all of you at at Grove Girls and um, and Passion. It's it's just um, yeah for such a time as this. Mm. We we're making we as the body making a bigger impact than. I think we realize and I, but I believe that we can do even more. And I think that we're sensing that right in our spirits, that God is calling us to do even more because the darkness is, is growing. So our gathering, like I said, the light together will be exponential for the glory of God. Mm. Amen to that. Thank you to Amy and
0: Hannah for inspiring and motivating us toward the call on our lives to be in community with one another, that we would be women who avoid convenience and the desire to retreat, be alone, or be isolated, that we would fight to show up in our space at the table as our unique individual selves. If you missed any of the previous episodes, remember, you can always go back and listen. We'd love for you to track along with us as we prepare for our final episode in the weeks to come. We invite each of you to join us in prayer as we move towards September 30th and October 1st. Our hearts are set to care for women everywhere with the truth of God's word. And we pray that he will be both present with us and minister to us as we gather together in his house. We'd also love to invite you to stay connected to all things The Grove and The Grove Conference by visiting thegroveconference.com or following us on Instagram at PCCTheGrove. Thanks again for joining us today. We love you girls. We'll see you next time here on The Grove Podcast.